Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think that works for the longest time. This took a long time. It certainly wasn't a straight path. Uh, It was San Francisco. It was New York. But in the end, Carlos Correa is back on the Twins at minimum for six years, 200 million dollars possible vesting options to make it 10 years over 270 million and the man who's right in the middle of these negotiations the general manager of the minnesota twins of course this is the home of the twins wcco thad levine is kind enough to join us on the john schuster coldwall banker hotline thad always a pleasure thanks for your time i know it's a day for congratulations i'm sure all of you guys are very happy let, let me start with the medical side when the Giants doctors and the Mets doctors are looking at Carlos and they are saying no, why are your doctors saying yes? So, Chad, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's a, it's a great day for the Minnesota Twins and for, for the fans, hopefully throughout Twin territory. And so, you know, when you're when you're negotiating deals, really, regardless, uh, we can talk generally and then specifically. You're you're always doing a risk reward analysis, and so I think with new information comes new negotiations, and that that's no different than really most negotiations we undertake. Uh, sometimes those the new information is increased demand uh, based upon additional suitors taking taking shape. Sometimes it's a new comparable signing, as was the case this offseason, where there were there was a class of four shortstops that were all of real prominence. And so I think this is no different. Uh, we, we gained new information throughout the course of this negotiation. Uh, we were able to adapt and adjust because we were in constant conversation with, with Scott Boris and his team. And, and through that uh, consistent communication, as well as this knowledge that we knew this was our primary target and had been from last offseason to this offseason, and the true belief that Carlos wanted to be here and that we were one of the teams that could really fulfill all of his objectives and goals, uh, we were we were inspired to continue to stay in communication and kind of to channel our, our, our inner dumb and dumber. Uh, even though he was signing with other teams, we were still of the mindset there was a chance, even if that chance was was pretty slim. Uh, we were going to pursue it to the very end. Okay, on the medicals, as Carlos made this point during the press conference, which you heard here on CCO, had a physical with your organization before he signed last year, had a physical as he left. 
before your organization saw him yesterday and after what happened in San Francisco, New York, did you exchange more medical information to try to clarify any changes or did you only look at the medical information when it was more face-to-face as of yesterday? So, Chad, I, I, I'm, I'm not at liberty to talk in hyper-specifics on the medicals. I'll just say this, that when we signed the deal last offseason, our expectation was that the most likely outcome was that that was going to be a one-year deal. On the outside, it could have been a three-year deal. When you're pursuing a, a, a greater length of greater total dollars, your scrutiny is always going to be heightened. Secondarily, I would just say this is where we benefited twofold in this process. First and foremost was the fact that Carlos was with us for a full season, and we had, as you referenced, an entrance and an exit physical to to refer to. But then secondarily, as really the third team that was engaged in this process, we we had the benefit of medical evaluations that were done across other teams. So we walked into our physical process yesterday with, I think, increased uh, information and more thorough information than probably the teams before us had. Uh, and so we were able to benefit from some of the work that had already had been done this offseason. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Dan Hayes pointed that out to us yesterday. There is some sharing of that information in portals, which players know about also. Is, is some of this also related, Thad, that it was a 13-year in San Francisco? It was a 10-year deal with the Mets? And your deal isn't short, but obviously six years is 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 half of New York and not even half of what was taking place in San Francisco. And, and I think that's reflective of just what's changed in the landscape of this negotiation. As as Derek so aptly put in, in the press conference, we still feel like we're signing a 10-year contract here, which would be 11 if you include the previous season. What we were allowed to do and what we were afforded through this process and through the partnership with Scott Boris was amending the last four years of this to have some health component. Uh, and it's, it's driven either qualitatively by award performance on the field or quantitatively by plate appearances, which we are all hopeful and expecting and optimistic that he will achieve. And this will ultimately become a 10 year deal. It comes with slightly less risk on the club's part, which is reflective of what's transpired with the new information this off season, but all the same, uh, we were our previous offer prior to finding out about the medical was a ten year deal. This this offer has a chance to be a ten year deal, and that's our full expectation. Thad Levine, Twins general manager, with us a little over an hour ago. Everything becomes official. Carlos Correa returns to the team. Okay, now that he is established with this organization, and he had a full season, and he knows folks. What what is different? What do you expect to see that might be, I don't know if different is the right word, but how, how does he approach it? How is his impact uh, a little more unique in a second year and also knowing that with the full trade clause and a six-year deal, he is as, as entrenched as anybody outside of the Polad family in this organization? Well, I think there's no there's no mistake in the fact that his term is in line with with Byron Buxton's. These are two players that we yeah, are right. uh, very very excited about building around for the future. We think these are two present stars in the game. 
Uh, and what's more than that is their, their ability on the field is matched by their genuine care for the players around them. So when Carlos joined us last year, it was midstream in, in spring training. I think he has the ability now, and, and he had a huge impact on our franchise last year. Uh, but there's only so much you can do when you join the team late and you're only here for one season. He now has the lion's share of the offseason. Uh, you know, the minute we went out to dinner last night, you kind of finalized the deal. Everyone was celebrating. And then he turned immediately to the conversation about, hey, these are the messages I want to get out to the player, the younger players on our team to make sure that they're prepared for the, the job at hand, which is trying to win the American League Central this season. He then shifted the attention immediately to, okay, what else are we doing to try to build around this team? And so his focus is extremely sharp uh, and and has been consistent throughout this process. He, he mentioned in the press conference he stayed in touch with guys like Byron Buxton and Jose Miranda and, and Jorge Polanco throughout this whole process. His intention now is to get on the phone, motivate the guys around him, and try to elevate their standards of excellence towards our common goal, which is winning the American League Central. Dad Levine with us. Okay, instead of my question, I'll just ask Carlos Correa's question. What is next? I think a lot of people look at your starting rotation and they see individuals who have pitched in the major leagues, who are established, but they look at teams who win championships, and you know this 100% better than me, and they don't see your classic number one guy. Those guys are almost impossible to get. But you now have some depth. You now have some quality in your system, including a position that Carlos uh, plays and is going to man now for six years outside of injury. Is that an area where you're going to look to use that strength to bolster this pitching staff, which, to be candid, I think most neutral observers would say, objectively, that still has to happen. And Chad, I think you're illuminating a point that really has transitioned prominently in the game over the last four or five years, which is to say, before we were all hunting pitchers who we thought with great degree of confidence could deliver 180, 200, 200 plus innings per year. And as we look around the, the league and we look at the other playoff contending teams, I think a lot of the assessment you just levied on the Twins is applicable to some of them as well. It's just unfortunately, the state of pitching right now, there aren't that many guys, as you referenced, there are not too many number ones out there, but there are also not too many guys who you feel with a great degree of confidence uh, you would support that they're going to pitch 180-plus innings. And so we're one of those teams. And, and I think you said that, and you said it absolutely right. Like, you know, we have Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, Tyler Malley at the top of our rotation in terms of guys who have, have a little more skins on the wall that being said, all three of those guys are coming back from injuries. We, we have Joe Ryan, who was our most consistent pitcher last year. He, he, can, he was a, a rookie of the year candidate last year. Bailey Ober's coming back, and we were really encouraged by him. But he also has had some injuries. And so we're, we're very aware of the uh, assessment you, you levied on the team. I think it's very appropriate. Uh, and it's an area where we believe you can never have too much depth. Now, I do think one of the silver linings of all the injuries we had last year was that we got a chance to look at guys like Louis Varland and Josh Winder and Simeon Woods Richardson. So I do think we feel as if we're walking into uh, spring training, if we were to walk in tomorrow, with more viable major league depth than we've had in years past. That said, I think we, like every team, is always looking for that next starting pitcher you could add, ideally somebody 
who you could believe in starting games one, two, or three of a playoff series. And so I, I think that will continue to be a focus for us. I'm not sure we'll ever sit here and say we've got enough starting pitching. I just think the, the game over the last couple of years has proven us otherwise. You can never have enough depth in that area. And then just to address the second half of your question is – Throughout this offseason, we, we've had a lot of players who have drawn a lot of trade interest. I think something that was a little bit atypical in this offseason was just how much attention Major League teams placed on free agency early and how many of the prominent free agents were signed by, say, January 1st. And, you know, today marks the last truly elite uh, free agent sign. Usually there are a lot more still in the market. That said, there hasn't been a lot of trades that have been made. We're starting to hear and we're starting to receive a lot more volume of calls on our players. I think with the signing of Carlos, uh, I think what was not a, a position of depth before, which is a position of depth now, will draw a lot more interest from, from teams in the league, yet to be determined what type of opportunities that presents us, because our goal is to build the best and deepest team we can going into 2023. So one last uh, Correa question. When, and I know you're not going to provide the details, uh, but when did things get serious again? When did it reach a point where you and Derek and Joe Polad and others thought, wait a second, we are back in the mix. And when did everything pretty much come together? I I would say I, I am an eternal optimist and, uh, so, sometimes to the end of derision for some of the people in the office. But when the Mets thing dragged beyond what we felt was a reasonable number of days, I think our optimism started to mount that maybe the door was still cracked open. Uh, with respect to their process, we gave them space. Uh, but then when that space started trailing into uh, weeks, not days, we, we reconnected maintained a level of communication with Scott Boris, and it wasn't until he kind of gave us an indication that there was a real opportunity afoot, uh, and that was just a handful of days ago, did we really feel as if we had a, a, a true opportunity. But I think we were subscribing to the theory of until we heard an announcement such as we just heard today that, he, that the deal was done and he was signed, we were going to maintain communication with his agent. We were going to maintain hope and we were going to continue to work feverishly, creatively to see if there was something we could present to him that would be enticing. And, and ultimately, we were able to accomplish that. Thad, thanks so much. Uh, congratulations. And what happened today? It puts you in a lot better position, and we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Chad. I appreciate your time. General Manager of the Minnesota Twins, Thad Levine on Carlos Correa, back on the team. And that team, the Minnesota Twins, you hear right here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.